Well, greetings all of our family and friends. We want to welcome you to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host for today, Apostle Nathaniel Leon, and I'm excited you're here. We are in anticipation of a mighty blessing on today's podcast. So I'm going to give you just a minute to join in and uh, just let us know where you're coming in from what city, what region, what what nation, and we're going to pray that God would speak to our hearts in a mighty way today and that we would be transformed. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, as you're coming in uh, to do that work of the evangelist, I ask every week, and uh, I'm going to continue to ask because I believe that one of our obligations is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And I say always we can do that work of the evangelist. And what is the work of the evangelist? To share the word of the Lord, to tell others about Jesus. How can you do that? By hitting that share button, hitting that subscribe button, and uh, liking and helping that algorithm. And we're going to believe that God is going to minister to us in a mighty way. So we want to welcome all of you for joining and thank you for joining us. Uh, Welcome, Sister Lisa. So good to see you. God bless you, Sister. Sister Mary, uh, Laverne, welcome to the podcast. The Lord bless you. Uh, we're praying, Sister Margaret, thank you for being with us. We're praying that God would speak to us today, and uh, we're going to ask that God would open up our hearts. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go onto my page there and uh, share it personally. I'm going to pray that God would add grace and effectiveness to the word today and that we would be strengthened uh, by what he releases. So uh, wherever you're in the world, we pray God's grace and blessing over you, wherever you're coming in from. Bianca, welcome to the podcast. Sister Eunice, the Lord bless you. Uh, Shisha Ashwin, uh, uh, blessings to you. Ash, oh, or Ashwin Lewis, the Lord bless you. Thank you for joining us from Cape Town. Uh, we're praying that God would release the goodness of God over all that we're doing and that he would get glory through the podcast today. So thank you for joining us today. We're grateful that uh, you've decided to spend some time with us in the middle of your week, in the middle of the day. Bless you, Brother Ray. Thank you for joining us. We're going to believe that God is going to speak to us in a great way and that he's going to be glorified through the podcast. So as you're coming in, just let us know where you're joining from. And we're praying that the favor of God would be over you and over your household and that his word would go forth with power, with victory, and with great effectiveness. We're praying over that in the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining. Uh, Thank you, Juan. Good to see you. Uh, we're, we're believing that God is going to minister mightily in this podcast, but also over the weekend. I've, as you notice, I am wearing our Raising the Altar shirt, uh, and we are preparing for this weekend. Uh, this Friday, this Saturday, and this Sunday, we are going to be raising the altar right here in Riverside, California, Southern California, and we're going to see God glorified. I also, uh, in preparation, realize that this weekend, when the altar begins, is Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year. It is the Jewish New Year, so we're going into New Year's in the spiritual realm, and it's going to be a mighty time. I didn't realize that when we we planned that, but God knows the season and the time. So I want to encourage you, you are in for a new season and a new time and a mighty release of the word of the Lord. We've got ministers flying in from different regions of the world. 
Our very good friend and covenant brother, Apostle Phil Vermellon is on the way in the air now, flying in from the UK, London. We've got Pastor Matt Rodriguez coming in from Indio to teach and minister to help us bring the word of the Lord. Pastor Jessica Williams, one of the daughters of our house, is going to be ministering this weekend and our, uh, a, a new sound and a new voice to this Rock International, but also to the RTA. It's Apostle Fred Hodge from uh, North Hollywood. He's going to be ministering a powerful word. You don't want to miss that. Bless you, Anthony. Thank you for being with us. Josephine, thank you for joining us. We're praying that God's grace would move in a mighty way. Yes, greetings to Vision Church, San Diego. The Lord bless Vision Church and the Lord bless Pastor Andy Bayoun. Amen. We're getting ready for the word. So if you can, one more time, just do that work of the evangelist. Share the podcast. Hit that share button. Hit that like button and let somebody know we are on. And we're going to ask God to really just increase the impact of the word as we teach and preach today about generations, the the title of this weekend, uh, RDA Next Gen or Next Generation. And we're going to be talking about a little bit about legacy and from one generation to the next, we are living the effects and the fruits of what came before us. And I believe that by the grace of God, we are going to see freedom reign in our generation and we're going to tear down strongholds and we're going to activate the blessing of the Lord over our children and over our children's children. That is God's desire that we would see generations with a momentum of favor and blessing in in uh, in in finance, in health, in ministry, in in business, in in education. God wants that favor to flow. So let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer. God bless you, Sister Anna. I'm going to ask you again to share that podcast. Make sure that we're getting the word out and we're going straight to the word. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I invite the presence of the Lord over this podcast. I pray that the word of God would come mightily and that there would be healing released over our generation. I ask you now that you would get glory and honor through this podcast, that we would speak the word of God accurately and and with precision, that God, you would increase, Lord, and we would decrease, that men would hear your word and your word alone. I ask you, Lord, that you would anoint my lips of clay to minister as the oracle of God, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. I ask you for grace and for power. I ask you for glory and authority. I ask you for the grace of your power to overflow us today and transform and speak life over each heart, each mind, each spirit. I pray it according to your word. Now I pray that this time would be set apart for you. And I ask you for miracles and signs and wonders to accompany the teaching and preaching of your word. Do this and we ask it in Jesus' mighty name. And let everyone that agrees say amen. We're going to go to our key verse for the podcast, and it is found out of Romans 8.21, and we've got some different verses coming. I'm going to read this, and we're going to shift that the theme for today's teaching is from generation to generation. Now, I must encourage you again, one of the purposes of this podcast, but I believe the kingdom of God is to bring freedom and glorious liberty through the, through the children of God to our generation. Here's what Romans 8.21 says, because the creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. God wants us to see and to experience liberty, freedom, 
healing, restoration in our generation. But we are actually seeing the opposite happen at the moment, that the darkness is getting darker, depravity, wars and rumors of wars, natural disasters, economic crisis, uh, uh, governmental alarms, and great that national things are happening in nations that need to be dealt with. But let me encourage you because the scripture tells us we will see glory that looses liberty through God's sons and daughters. I would encourage you, there is a generational freedom going to come. And there are sons and daughters that are going to release something for the generation after us. The Bible tells us according to Luke chapter number one and verse 50, we're going to read that Luke chapter one, verse 50, that God would release something called mercy. Now, mercy is not just forgiveness, though it is. Mercy is not just kindness, though it is. Mercy is is an act of God's heart uh, and an act of God's will, an act of his mind. The word mercy there in the Hebrew is the word elios. It means kindness. It means goodness. It means favor towards uh, our oppression. And God wants to release his, his, his heart toward us. Uh, compassion, an act of tender grace upon the generation to come. So I want to encourage you that though this world is moving toward darkness and the wages of sin is death, God wants to release mercy upon those that fear him, upon those that reverence him, upon those that know the name of the Lord and walk reverently. Now, the word fear there is not the word afraid or terror. It is the word reverence. It is the word uh, it is the word that 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 we have a reverence for God, that we have a a knowing and an awe of the Lord. The Bible says mercy will come and it will manifest on those that fear him. But this will be something called from generation to generation. What that means is God will loose anointing and grace on the next generation because of this generation. There's something you can do, mama. There's something you can do, daddy. There's something you can do, grandpapa. There's something you can do in this time that will affect the time to come that mercy will come and power will come and victory will come and healing will come and pardon will come and though though the wages of sin is death and though the earth is getting darker and darker and the generation that we belong to the world is seeming to decay rapidly you're watching the, the moral decline and the decline of righteousness and, and the change of, of the enemy. Here is what, uh, let's read that Isaiah 5 verse 20. It says, there will be a people and there will be a generation, according to the word, that will be accursed. Now, one of the strongest words you can use in the Old Testament or new is the word woe. It is beyond cursed. It is, it is, it is, it is a, a, a sign of, of, of great rebuke and great correction. Again, Isaiah 5 verse 20, the Bible says, woe, W-O-E, woe, ash, woe, accursed, forsaken, destitute. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. And they put darkness for light and light for darkness. And they put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So what is happening in the earth around us, that the climate is changing. 
the earth is changing. Society is changing. No longer do we want to be governed by the word of God. No longer do nations want to be restrained by the power of God's word and God's laws. So now they are shifting in the culture around us and they are calling good evil and they are calling evil good. They are calling darkness the light and light the darkness. They are putting bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. They are changing the the course of natural affection. I'm not just talking about homosexuality. I'm talking about calling what's right wrong and wrong right. The legalization of drugs, the mutation and and or, or the mutation of or, or the perversion, if I would say better, the the the, the perversion of uh, uh, of our identity and who we are in in who God made us to be. The power to 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 destroy the, the family unit of a man and a woman under God in holy matrimony, a male and female, a father and a mother, and a fa- there is a force in the earth working against us. But we read it a moment ago. God is going to have mercy on those that fear Him from generation to generation. I want to tell you, there are those that still fear God. There are those that still love and worship God. There are those that that are building up a legacy for those to come again. They're going to put that up again. Uh, Luke chapter one, verse 15. You see, mercy is transgenerational. Grace is transgenerational. When you decide to fear God and walk after the ways of the Lord, your family will follow the Lord. Your children will follow the Lord. While some of us start uh, this journey later in life, some of us didn't understand what we were doing and working out our faith. But I want to tell you, when you determine to serve the Lord, even your mistakes, even the, the things we didn't do correctly, even the things we were learning along the way, God says, I want to heal. I want to deliver. I want to touch the generation to come. Here's what the scripture says. The Bible says that uh, Genesis chapter 28, 13, that God appears to a man named Jacob and this man is having a visitation. And the scripture says that the God of his fathers appears to him. Here is what Genesis 28 tells us. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and the God of Isaac and the land where you lie to thee will I give it and to your seed. So here is God appearing to this grandson, to this son on behalf of his dad and behalf of his grandfather. There's nothing really notable yet that Jacob has done. There's nothing notable except be a deceiver, except trick and steal. You see inside of every Israel, or inside of every Jacob is an Israel and God wants the Israel. God is looking past those issues and the Bible says, God bless you, sister Gloria. Welcome. Bless you, sister Julie. Welcome. Uh, God says, God, a manifest, he manifests himself to a son and a grandson on behalf of his father and behalf of his grandfather. So I want to tell you, there are things you can do and I can do it to impact, to affect, to change the generation after us. The enemy wants to tell us there is no hope. He wants to tell us nothing is ever going to change. But I want to tell you, the devil is a liar. There is going to be generational impact and transgenerational transference of grace and mercy and favor that what is on one generation in the fear of the Lord is going to pass to that next generation. That as we reverence God and we live before him with love and honor and awe, and as the awe of God returns to us as men and women of God, we will change a generation to come. 
Let's read. Uh, we're going to go to the book of Psalms, chapter 78, verse 6. We have an obligation. Psalms 78, verse 6. Here is what the scripture says. That the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare it to their children. I'm going to say this again. The scripture says that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare that to their children. So what must happen is we must tell our children. We must sit them down and tell the generation to come bless you. Uh, Sister Nadine, welcome to the podcast. The Lord bless you and your family. We must be, be, uh, be, uh, uh, diligent and we must be uh, specific and we must be intentional to sit the generation that is coming up and tell them of his goodness. Bless you, Sister Nina. Welcome to the podcast. Because when you tell the generation to come of your God and of his goodness and of his mercy, when they see you testify of what God has done. See, when, when they hear daddy saying, I shouldn't be here, but God was mercy, merciful. When they hear you say, uh, God brought us out then and he'll deliver us now. When they hear you talk about his goodness and mercy, the generation is forever impacted of that kind of God that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should, should arise and declare them to their children. So one generation must tell the next. And I want to tell you, God wants to give you power to speak this to your children, to speak this to your grandchildren, to speak this to your great-grandchildren, to declare it over the generation after you, but also the generation before you. Some of you need to declare this to your parents and to your uncles and to those who were before you, to those who were were ahead of you that should have told you about God and maybe they never did, but it's not too late for God to redeem them. I'm going to say that again. It's not too late for God to redeem them. Best bless you, uh, Roderick. Welcome to the podcast all the way from South Africa. The Lord bless you. Anne Line, Pastor Anne, the Lord bless you, Pastor Anne. We, we're praying. Apostle uh, is in the air. We can't wait to have him with us. We love and appreciate you and the boys. God wants us to realize that what we're called to do is not just for us. It's for the generation to come. I'm going to say that again. God it wants us to realize what we're doing is not just for us, it's for the generation to come. Psalm 78 verse 18, excuse me, Psalm 71 verse 18, we're going to put that up. Psalm 71 verse number 18 tells us that with that one of the purposes of the generation, even when we get old, even when we get gray haired, that God will not forsake you. He will give you power so that you can show strength to the generation after you. Let me read this to you now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I've showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power unto the one that is to come. Are you listening? See, see, we may say, well, it's too late now. We may say, well, there's too many mistakes I made with my children. There's too many mistakes I made even with grandchildren. Sometimes we get born again later in life and we say we're old and we're gray and we made mistakes and we didn't do things though. Regret, it, let, me, let me help you. Regret is not in your Bible. 
You are not to regret things. You, uh, I, I felt this feeling. I wish I could go back and do it differently. You cannot go back and do it differently, but you can turn your test into a testimony. You can turn your mess into a message. You can use that mistake you made as a testimony to help other people. And then God who is in today and yesterday will go back into yesterday and turn what the devil meant for evil for good. The Bible says he is, which is, and which was, and which is to come. Let me read this again. Now also, when I am old and gray headed, do not forsake me, God. Give me strength. Don't let me leave this earth until I've showed your strength to this generation and your power to the generation to come. So God wants to use you to demonstrate victory to this generation and power to the generation to come. You see, this is why Joshua and Caleb could be they could be transgenerational. There were only two of the previous generation that made it into the promised land, and that was Joshua and Caleb. The Bible says they outran the youth. They could Their eyes didn't grow dim. Their, their legs didn't grow weary. God made them transgeneration, and God did not forsake them because they have their mind on the next generation. Do you think about the next generation? I'm going to ask you, do you pray for this generation and the next generation? Are your eyes looking at what's coming? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes, I'll be honest. Sometimes it's hard to think about anybody but me and my and what I'm going through. But when I start to look at the things that are going to come, when I start to look at the things that are going to change, when I start to see the generation and realize the sacrifice I'm making, that I can declare that God will not forsake me. He's going to keep me. He's going to strengthen me so I can tell your strength to this generation. But also I can reveal thy power to the generation to come. God wants us to minister to the generation to come, to speak to, the, to that generation a legacy and to influence. See, that's what the world is doing. That's what the, the Muslims are doing. They're training and discipling the next generation. They're, they're, they're taking over culture to try and redirect. But I declare we're going to stand in the name of Jesus. And we're going to tell the generation to come of his goodness and his mercy and his power. Psalms 145 verse 4. We're going to put that up. Psalms 145, 145 and verse number 4. It gives us instruction. It gives us direction. It gives us uh, what we're to be doing. One generation shall praise thy works to another and declare thy mighty acts. We've got to tell the next generation what God already did. I'm going to repeat this to you. Some of our breakthrough in what God is about to do is tied up in what God has already done. I'm going to repeat that to you again. Bless you, Brother Stephen. So good to see you, Sister Sandra. The Lord bless you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm going to say it again. Some of the breakthrough and some of the miracles and some of the healing and some of the restoration and some of the, the thing you're looking for God to do is tied up in what he's already done. When you testify and tell one generation shall praise thy works to another. So you're praising God, but remember, praise is is it, it, praise is directed toward men about God. When I praise God, I'm singing about God to men. 
to I'm telling men about God. When I worship, it's directly to God. So there's songs like the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. The Lord is, we're singing to men. Oh, that men would praise him. We're singing, that's called praise. We're singing about God to men. But when you now stop singing about God and start singing to God, now that's worship. You are good and you are holy and there is nobody like you. You now direct your, your, your worship directly to him. So one of the definitions of praise is one generation praises thy works to another. You are now giving discourse. What did God do for you? What did God heal you from? Some of us say, well, we can't, uh, we can't tell our children what God did for us. Let me encourage you. Maybe you don't need to tell all the details of what he did for you. Your children don't need to know everything, but they do need to know God did something for you. They do need to realize that the grace of the Lord and the power of God's power will be seen upon your life. That the mighty acts and the mighty works and the mighty demonstrations of the Lord are going to be seen from one generation to the next. That what God is about to do is transgenerational. So I've got a tale of the acts. I've got a praise of God from one generation to the next. From one generation to the next, I've got to begin to speak of his goodness and his mercy and his power so that there can be a manifestation of the provision of God and the grace of the Spirit that the God of heaven would manifest. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that it will be transgenerational, that you will speak of his goodness and of his mercy. Bless you, Sister Kathy. Lord bless you. Uh, that's right. That's one of our verses. We're going to put that up. Uh, Isaiah chapter number 59, verse 21. That word, the word also is transgenerational. Isaiah 59, 21, as for me, this is my covenant with them. So God will make a covenant that is transgenerational. Remember, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, my spirit that is upon thee and my words, which I have put in thy mouth, shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed. So what God puts on you and puts in you and puts in your mouth shouldn't leave your mouth. But it should not only get in your mouth, but get in the mouth of your children. You got, you got to let your children start speaking the thing God said to you. So you've got to declare what God said. You've got to speak what God said. You've got to, but something happens when you, you now have your children declare the thing that God said to you. You are now, you are now merging generations. No, out of their mouth or the mouth of thy seed, no, out of the mouth of thy seed seed. Three generations. He said, I need, here's what I need you to do. I'm making a covenant with them that my spirit will be upon you and my word which I put in your mouth will not depart out of your mouth, nor your seed, nor your seed seed. So that God's spirit remains when his word stays in your mouth and in your children's mouth and in your grandchildren's mouth. What happens when you start to have your children repeat the promises of God that he gave you? It's transgenerational. Remember, he's the God, not of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. He's the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. He's a transgenerational God. He's a God of generations and genealogies. He's a God of legacy and you're leaving something to the legacy to come to the generation to come 
Let me encourage you when you talk about the things of God to your seed and to the seed seed, to your children and to your child's children. When God's spirit remains on you through the words in your mouth, because what you're speaking is determining what's on you. And as you speak the word of God, his spirit stays on you. And that's why it's important to fill your mouth with his word, with his promises, with his decrees, but also his rhemas. Yes, the word of God must, the Bible must be foundational in your mouth. But what did God say to you, sir? What did God promise you, ma'am? What did God decree to you in your prayer clause? What is not only the logos, which is important, but the rhema of God? What are the promises that you're going to see? And when you get those words in your mouth, his spirit stays upon you. But what happens when that word not only is in your mouth and on you, but now it's on your child? Now it's on your children. Now it's on the generation to come. And what happened when it gets on your seed, seed, something begins to shift. Generations begin to merge. Bridges begin to come. And there begins to be healing and deliverance in the grace of the spirit. God wants you to be a man or woman of God that serves a generation well. I'm going to read it again. As for me, says the Lord, this is the covenant with them, says the Lord. God made a covenant with us with the people of God. God is making this covenant. My spirit that is upon you and my words that are, and my words that I've put in your mouth, do not leave your mouth. It's so vital that we're speaking what God said and we're prophesying what God said and we're declaring what God said in the midst of tribulation and trials and war and attacks and generational warfare in us that we get up in the spirit and we say in the earth what God said. Remember, a word cannot return void, Isaiah 55. It must accomplish what he sent it to do. So God sends his word to us and we send it back to him. And it now begins to accomplish and it begins to prosper. A word cannot return void. So God sends his word and he puts it in in our mouth. And while we start speaking the word, his spirit comes on us. As for me, this is my covenant, says the Lord. My spirit that is upon thee and the words that I put in your mouth will not depart out of your mouth, nor the mouth of your seed, nor the mouth of your seed sees, says the Lord, from henceforth forever generational words so that as we as the people of God begin to declare the things that are not as though they already were that God will manifest that God will uh, uh, accomplish read Isaiah 55 11 I quoted this to you but it said so shall the word be that goes out of my mouth it will not return to me void so again the word of God is not spoken to be heard only it is spoken to be spoken I heard a bishop say this, and this is correct. The word of God is not spoken just to be heard. It is spoken to be spoken. That when God speaks that word to you, you've got to send it back to him. You are playing, you you are exchanging words. God is speaking it. And when you hear God speak it, you've got to speak it back because God is there and we are here. God is in heaven. Our father who art in heaven, you're in the earth. Your feet are on the earth, but your spirit is in heaven. And he said, so shall the word be that leaves my mouth. It will not return to me void. You know what the word void is? is the word purposeless, empty, unfulfilled. So that when you return the word, it begins to accomplish that which I please. And it begins to prosper what I've said it. Number one, you will see things begin to be accomplished. Bless you, Crispo. Welcome to the podcast. 
God wants you to realize by the power of the Spirit, some things are going to be accomplished not by power, not by might, but by His Spirit. And His Spirit remains when His words get in our mouth. And when we now teach the generation after us those words, there is now transgenerational effectiveness. A legacy is being left. A power, bless you, Brother Lester. So good to see you, my friend. The Lord bless you and your family. God's grace is upon your son and your daughter in Jesus' name. For you will go, the Bible says, it will accomplish, number one, fulfill. Accomplish means to make, to do, to produce, to fulfill. But then it will not, not only will it do and fulfill, but it'll also prosper. It'll progress rapidly. It'll advance. When you start to return the word and your children start to return the word and your, your grandchildren begin to return the word and you sit down and begin to speak the things of God and declare what God has already told you in the earth realm you begin to see that thing come to pass are you hearing by the spirit the bible says that this is our call that david served his generation well we've got to serve our generation well we've got to realize that the generation to come after us will be affected by our obedience it will be affected by our, our, our willingness to walk. Acts 13, verse 36 here, verse, verse 36 tells us, Acts 13, verse 36 tells us, for David, after he served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was laid unto his fathers and saw corruption. I'm going to say that again. For David, after he served his generation by the will of God, will that be said of you or I? that we served our generation after the will of God. Can you be that man or woman who determines to serve their generation the will of God? That I'm gonna do the will of God. I'm gonna fulfill the assignment for the generation to come. That I will be used, you will be used as a man or woman of God to serve your generation well. That when he fell asleep, the Bible said, was laid unto his fathers. Now he served that generation and the generation to come. Now he's with the generation that passed. You understand there's something you're leaving. There's something you're depositing. There is a legacy. There is a baton. There is a passing of mantles. Like Elijah passed the mantle to Elijah. Something fell from heaven that was more fervent and more effective. Elijah said, I need double the miracles. I need double the mantle. I need double the demonstration of the power of God. I want to see double in my generation. I want to see more miracles than ever before. I want to see more dead raised and more sick healed and more blinded eyes open. I want to see God, the fire of God, visit our generation as never before. Make us men and women who are operating as a voice and a light in a dark generation. I'm just about done, believe it or not. God wants you to understand the grace of the spirit. I need to pray for you. The enemy is attacking our generation. Let me tell you, your generation will serve the Lord. I'm going to repeat this to you again, that your generation will serve the Lord, that God is going to speak to you. Deuteronomy 32 verse 7, we're just about done. Deuteronomy 32 and verse number 7 tells us, it says, remember the days of old, consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee. I'm going to ask you to consider that you are not 
you are not standing alone, though sometimes you feel alone. Bless you, Sister Lucinda, so good to see you. You feel like you're by yourself. Consider the years of generations. Consider the forefathers and consider the legacy. And you are standing upon the shoulder of generation. You are a part of the Hebrews chapter 11 uh, legacy that the fathers of old, the Daniels and the Moseses and the Esthers and the Joshuas and the, and the Ruths and the men and women of old, you're, you're standing on a legacy. You're standing on a heritage. You've got to consider, remember the days. Remember the, the days of old, how God did it then. He'll do it now. You're not by yourself. Bring to recollection. This is a generational thing. And God didn't let it fail then. See, if you remember the generation, you remember how, how, how great destruction was coming to the people of God. That in Persia, in, and it, that they were trying to destroy all of the children of Israel. But God put a ram in the bush and raised up an Esther for such a time as this. And what was meant to destroy the children of God turned and it, it destroyed the one who were trying to destroy it. The Bible says that Mordecai, was feuding and, and there was a division between Mordecai and Haman and Haman tried to destroy all of the children of Israel and Mordecai, uh, Mordecai had gallows built for him by Haman and Haman hung on the same gallows he tried to get the children of Israel to hang on. I want to tell you God is going to turn it around. You remember and consider Daniel when a decree that was wicked came and Daniel disregarded the, the wicked decree. Don't you ever let anybody tell you to stop praying, stop going to church, stop going to an altar. Don't you let anybody ever tell you it's in the Bible not to pray or read the word or go to the house of God. Do not forsake. Don't you let anybody tell you the Bible says a wicked decree came and they told Daniel, Daniel, you can't pray for 30 days. And Daniel said, I'd rather face lions than not pray. I'm talking the Bible to you. Daniel 6 tells us. And Daniel knew the decree. And when Daniel knew the decree was signed, the Bible says he went to his house and he opened up his windows. I said, Lord, why did Daniel open his windows up? I said, couldn't Daniel have went home and prayed in, in the closet and just keep the, done, done the, in the chapter and verse that tells us Daniel could have prayed with his closet closed. Here's what Daniel 6 verse 10 says. He said, yes, yeah, son, but the earth needed a witness. The earth needed a demonstration. And there are some Daniels who will never stop praying, who will never stop worshiping, who will never stop holding to the word of God. Now, when Daniel knew the writing was signed, he went into his house and with his windows open, I said, Lord, what's happening? He said, the earth needs a witness. There needs to be a testimony. It's just a setup. And with his chamber toward Jerusalem, knelt down on his knee and three times a day prayed and gave thanks before God as he did before. And the men, these men, verse 11, gathered themselves and found Daniel praying and making supplication. And they brought him to the king to throw him into the lion's den. And so Daniel faced lions, but God closed the mouth of the lion. I said, God, the angel of the Lord closed the mouth of the lion and what was used to destroy others, Daniel slept on and rested and he made the lion his friend. I want to tell you, God is going to close the mouth of the lion and the very people that were trying to throw you in the lion's den to destroy you, you're going to make it through that and they're going to go in and they're going to face that same destruction. This is called the generations of old that we stood on the word, that we remembered the promises of God that we didn't change our, our, our worship and our belief, but we, we stayed on the promises of God. 
Again, that word Deuteronomy said that we consider many generations. This, this thing didn't start last year. This many generation didn't start 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Deuteronomy 32 verse 7 again tells us, Deuteronomy 32 7 says, we've got to consider and remember many generations. Many generations, many. Exodus 13, 14, as we're just about to conclude, Exodus 13, 14 says, the Bible says, and it shall be when thy son, when it shall be that when thy son asketh thee in the time to come, saying, what is this that thou wilt say by the strength of the hand of the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of of bondage. I'm going to repeat that. And it shall be when thy son or daughter ask you in the future, in the time to come, what is this that thou will say unto him by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt and out of bondage. See, this is why we erect memorials. This is why we testify and we tell the generation what God did for us in the past because the key to the future, the time to come is what God did in the past. Us decreeing this thing, us manifesting and we will let them know of the things to come. Joshua 4, 21 and 22 as we prepare to pray now. Joshua, 20, Joshua 4, 21 and 22 tells us and he spoke unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in the time to come, saying, What do these stones mean? Again, when the children in the future ask you, What does this memorial mean? Verse 22, And you shall let your children know, saying, Israel came over the Jordan on dry land. What did God do? When your generation asks you, when you see the battle and you see the war, remember and consider the generations that were before you, that you're not alone. You may feel alone financially. You may feel alone spiritually, but God has a company of witnesses surrounding you. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number one says, we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. There are a cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Wherefore, seeing we are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses, lay aside the weights and the cares that beset us. There's a company in the heavenly realm surrounding us. You're not alone. There's a legacy behind you. There are those that have passed on praying. The Bible says they look into the affairs of the earth. The angels look in to watch what's happening. Those that have passed are looking down to see us for feel and rooting. The Bible says Jesus, the man, is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. I want to pray for you. I want to declare that generations are going to know God. That your children are going to know the Lord. That your grandchildren will walk in the ways of God. That God has a legacy that he's going to establish. I need to pray for you. I want to decree in the name of Jesus, no matter where they are or what they're doing or what's happening in them, your generation shall know the Lord. That from generation to generation, our last verse, which was our first verse, Luke 1 verse 50. This mercy is transgenerational. This grace is transgenerational. This anointing is transgenerational. Oh, I tell you, it's on your children because it's on you. It's on your grandchildren because it's on you. It's on your parents and uncles because what's on you is now on them. And his mercy 
is on them that fear him. His anointing is on them. His love is on them. His grace is on them that fear them. From generation to generation to generation to generation. I'm going to say it again. His mercy is on you that fear him, that reverence him, that worship him. From this generation to the next. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for those under the sound of my voice where the enemy has attacked our generations. He's attacked legacies. He's attacked the heritage and he's attacked our, our, our children and our grandchildren, our nephews and our nieces, our cousins. He's attacked the legacy of, of family. But I pray in the name of Jesus that God, you would show mercy to generations, that from one generation to the next, we would praise you and we would declare your wonderful works in our generations. I thank you, Lord, that I, I pray that you would touch fathers and mothers. You would touch sons and daughters. You would touch children and grandchildren. Do it now for your glory and your honor. I decree that, God, you will show mercy on us that fear you from one generation to the next, that what is on me is on my kids, and what's on my kids is on my grandkids. I prophesy in the name that it also go back and heal parents and heal uncles. It go backwards and heal the past in the name of Jesus, by the power of your spirit. Work that which is right, work that which is true, and work that which is whole. I decree it now, by the power of the blood of Jesus, work that thing according to your word, and we will give you praise and glory in our generation, and we will teach the generation to come of your works. We will testify of your mighty hand. I ask it now, in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen, and amen, and amen. Well, the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.